best way to start the week, right? So anyways, a little backgrounds on Romans 12. Um, this is uh, Romans 12, 12. This is, this is Paul. He's writing this book to the Roman church to tell them about faith, uh, righteousness through Christ, um, and that in Christ, Jews and Gentiles are one. There's a lot of information in the entire chapter. So I encourage you, if you're ever looking for some good information on walking in faith, walking this life as a believer, uh, Romans 12 is, is a good place to start. Um, so... There's a lot of information about uh, for the Roman church on how to live a life that is devoted to Jesus and to his teachings. And Romans 12, 12, uh, which is our key verse for today, teaches us how to behave like a Christian. Uh, it tells us how we should respond in various situations that we face in our life. And here's a good quote that, uh, that I found on Romans 12, 12 from, from um, the Lord's guidance is what the publication is. It says, our hearts should be full of joy because we have hope. In Christ. When facing troubles, patience will prevent us from giving up before seeing our victory. Prayer is something we do always and in every situation, knowing God will answer our prayers. One more time. Our hearts should be full of joy because we have hope in Christ. Amen? When facing troubles, patience will, will prevent us from giving up before seeing our victory. And prayer is something we do always, and in every situation, knowing God will answer our prayers. So we're going to break this down into three sections. We'll start with the rejoice of hope part. So um, what is hope? What does hope mean to you, anybody? What is hope? Speak really loud if you expectation anything else anticipation optimism anything else all right the dic the dictionary definition of uh, of hope is this to cherish a desire with anticipation someone said that word to want something to happen or be true, to expect with confidence, to trust, to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or be true, to expect with confidence, and to trust. That's the definition of hope. So if hope is, if, if hope is defined as all those things, okay, um, to rejoice in hope must then mean this, to celebrate with joy the things in your life and celebrate with joy the anticipated things that have yet to come in life and to trust that they will happen and to be cheerfully expectant. That's rejoicing in hope. Now, that's not always an easy thing to do, is it? To rejoice in hope? Is that always an easy thing to do? How many of you have ever truly expected that something was going to happen? And it didn't. Or you hoped that something good was coming and instead something bad showed up on your front porch. Or at least it was something that you weren't expecting. Have you ever been, um, have you ever not been offered a job after you killed it on the interview? 
Have you ever lost a game even though you prepared really hard for it? Have you ever lost a loved one even after you prayed really hard? So why did those things happen? Why is it that when we pray, even though it says in the Bible that God answers our prayers, that it seems the good thing we hoped for doesn't always happen? See, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, the Bible also tells us that God hears our prayers when we, when we cry out to Him, when, when we humble ourselves, when we uh, first repent and then we, we, we speak to Him, we pray to Him, we cry out to Him. He hears our prayers, but He doesn't always answer them the way that we hoped He would. And Isaiah here, what we just read, talks about the fact that He doesn't think on that same playing field as we do. His thoughts, his actions. You see, he, he does hear and he does answer, but it may not be what we're expecting. But his ways and his thoughts are different than ours. When Stacy uh, was pregnant with Jariah, um, well, with both of our kids, but um, I, I mean, I prayed a lot, you know, that, that God would give us a healthy baby. And when she was, that was true with Ayana, and then when, when she got pregnant with Jariah, prayed the same thing. Prayed that, you know, God would give us a good, healthy baby, boy or girl. I don't care. Just a baby. And, uh, and so he was born, and everything seemed fine. And then six months after he was born, uh, we realized that something wasn't right. He began to have seizures, and, and um, we noticed that he wasn't developing uh, at the rate he should have been. Um, and then severe, several years later, uh, we were finally given a diagnosis of something that had never been even heard of before. It was something completely new and something extremely rare. And so um, if you know my son, if you know our son, Jariah, um, he'll, he'll never walk, not on this earth. Uh, he'll never speak on this earth. Um, he'll never get to live what we would call a typical or normal life, if you want to call it that, uh, on this earth. But Jariah is amazing. He's awesome. My daughter, she's awesome. She's amazing. Each and every one of us in this room, we're awesome and we're amazing because we're created by God. And we're all different, right? Each and every one of us is different than the others. Some have certain gifts and talents and, and abilities, and, and others have different things. And, and some people have what we would call disabilities, right? And that's what Jariah has if you look at him through earthly eyes. But he's amazing in his own way, and God has used him to bless me to bless my family, to bless anybody who's ever met him before beyond what I could ever have thought, right? He's a blessing. He's not a mistake. You are a blessing. You're not a mistake. 
You see, God allowed that to happen, possibly so Jariah could bless others in a way that nobody else could. I don't know the exact purpose or the plan, but God can take and use anything in this life, whether it's an ability or a disability. Someday he'll walk, he'll run, he'll speak, and he'll be perfectly healthy. God has that plan. And even when it's, um, even when it's a circumstance that we didn't expect. So until that day that I see my son walking and running and worshiping the Lord, I will hold on to that hope. I will rejoice in that hope. Because I know that someday he will be perfected. And so will I. I need a lot of perfecting going on in my life. And so do you, right? We all do. That leads us into our next point, which is uh, in Romans. It says, uh, but if we hope for what we do not see. It's up here. Five, eight, nine. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's not. Is that not up there? Romans 8. Um. Anyways, it says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. If we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. There's that word, patience. Our scripture in Romans 12, 12 says to be patient in tribulation. That's a hard one too, right? Being patient. This morning before church, I had to run by Price Chopper to pick up a couple of things for the church. And uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning, they only have one lane open. And the lady in front of me beat me to the line. And she had a full cart. I had like six things. And I thought, she'll just let me go right up there, won't she? She didn't, but that's okay. She kind of already had her stuff on the conveyor belt, so I can't, I can't complain. I'm not upset. But a little bit of impatience came at that moment, and I thought, oh, boy. Do, 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 right? <laughs> we get impatient in, this, in, the, in the grocery store line. Or we get frustrated in traffic. Robert. That's why Robert drives this gigantic truck, because he can just mow right over people if he has to, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, patience is not always an easy th thing to come by um, in life, is it? And it's also one that's hard to pray for, because as soon as you pray for patience, God puts someone or something in your life that you need extra patience for. Because he's like, okay, you want it? You got it. And I'm going to put this person in your life to help you. You see, however, we joke about that, but patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. And so, if we are living a life that is pleasing to God, if we are a believer, if we are a God follower, if we love Jesus and we are trying to, to, to live by His Word and we're trying to, to be uh, somebody who is a good example to others in this world. One of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. So maybe we should pray for it. 
maybe we should strive to have more patience. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but we should strive to have more patience. And patience in tribulation or in trouble is even harder than just trying to have patience at the store, isn't it? When you're going through something in your life that's a trial and you're waiting to get on the other side of whatever it is that you're walking through, it's hard to have patience. To wonder, when exactly am I going to see the light at the end of this tunnel? Here's the hope we can have in times of trouble and how we need to have patience for it to pass. Psalm 37, 39 says, The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. So, He is our saving grace. If we are pursuing after Him, if we are doing our best to be what we would call righteous or be in right standing with God, it says that He is our salvation or our saving grace. And it says that we can rest in Him because He is our stronghold during hard times. This week at the school that I work at, um, we've had uh, a Canada goose, a, a mother Canadian geese, goose, but anyways, a, a goose. And she's been sitting on eggs for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally, on Friday, the very last day of school, she had her, she started to hatch some of her eggs. And so, um, a bunch of us, the teachers that were there, the kids were already gone, but we were there and, and we uh, went over and we were taking pictures and she was hissing at us and daddy was there honking at us and they weren't happy, but we were just trying to, you know, like we weren't getting super close, but we were taking pictures and stuff. And I noticed that when we would get close, mama would lift her wing and the three babies that had been hatched so far would, would climb underneath there and, and kind of hide out. She was their stronghold. She was their refuge. And it's the same thing for us. When we're distressed, when trouble or trials come, it says that the Lord is our stronghold during hard times. In Psalm 55:22, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. There's been a lot of times in my life when trouble came and I was moved. Was it because I wasn't righteous enough or was it just because maybe I let the circumstance get so deeply embedded in me that I didn't allow God to be my stronghold or my refuge? I was so consumed by that trouble or that trial that I truly didn't surrender it to Him and I wasn't patient enough. And it lingered and it lingered and it lingered. And it took a long time to get through it. But right here in Psalm 55, it does say that if we cast our burden on him, that he'll sustain us and that he won't permit the righteous to be moved. So we should lay our troubles at his feet. We should let him sustain us. We should have patience in our troubles 
because he's got our back. And then that last portion of Romans 12, 12 says, be constant in prayer. So, or as we read in the message version, pray all the harder or in the New Living Translation and keep on praying. Reminds me of the old keep on trucking, right? You guys remember that? The... Prayer should be an everyday practice for every single one of us if we believe in him. If we want to get to know the Father, we have to communicate. We have to speak and we have to listen. We need to read his word. We need to pray. We need to have a conversation with him every day. If you want to get to know somebody better, you talk to them, right? When Stacy and I first started dating, uh, we could sit and talk for hours. Now, mind you, this was before smartphones. Because now it seems like we have to text each other more so than talk because we're not in the same place at the same time. But when you are building relationship with anybody, one of the best ways is to talk. You can talk about your life. You can talk about your future hopes and dreams. You can talk about your families. You can talk about the hard things that maybe you're going through. It doesn't matter. You talk to somebody to get to know them. And we talk to the Father to get to know Him. You see, He already knows us. But He wants us to understand Him better. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. But He wants us to know His plans for us, for you, for me. He wants you to know how much He loves you. He wants you to know that he cares for you and he wants what's best for you. We'll never know those things if we don't talk to him. And when we do talk to him, we also need to stop and listen. If you've ever had a one-sided conversation with somebody, it's not always fun, is it? Because you don't really get to get a word in edgewise. Or maybe you're the one that's doing all the talking. Sometimes you need to stop and listen to what the other person has to say or listen to what he has to say. When we do talk to him, we should pray for the forgiveness of our sins. We should, we should pray for decisions that we need to make. Uh, we should pray during times of trouble. We should pray during times of sickness. We should pray all the time. Be constant in prayer. And of course, we should pray for one another. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. There's that word righteous again. So we should be faithful or constant in our praying. This means we should pray always without giving up no matter what the circumstance is or how long it takes. We need to be patient and constant in our prayers. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, 
Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So what does that mean? In context, Paul just got done talking about the armor of God uh, that we should put on every day. And here he's adding a piece. It's not necessarily a piece of armor, but it's, it's a key part of doing spiritual warfare. And that's prayer. It's an important part to winning the spiritual battles that we face all the time. And it says in that verse that he's, he's saying to pray for others as they too face spiritual battle, battles of their own. So no matter what life is like right now for you, maybe things right now are great. And you're like, man, you know, everything's happy. I mean, things are well. They're going good. Remember this. Someone sitting behind you, next to you, in front of you, maybe in a deep, deep pit. So pray for them. Pray for one another. Pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. In other words, praying for all the saints. I want to leave you with some encouragement um, from Romans 12, 12. It has very few words, but it has a lot of power. These 11 words pack a lot of punch. Just a simple 11 words. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And as I studied this week, I was like, you know, this is kind of uh, maybe becoming one of my top five scriptures. Because even though it's short, it's got a lot of power. It's got a lot of instruction. It's telling me about some things that I need to work on in my life. Yeah, I can be hopeful, but do I rejoice in my hope? I can be patient sometimes. I need to work on that one. I know I do. But being patient in tribulation or during hard times, that's even harder for me. And then finally, that last one, being constant in prayer. Yeah, I pray. But do I pray constantly? No way. Do I pray enough? I don't know what is enough. Do I pray when things are going well? Or do I pray more when things are going hard? Do I pray more when I am like feeling really close to God? Or do I pray more when I've had a really bad week and I know that I have been a sinner and I have to get up here and talk to you? How about you? Are you constant in prayer? Do you rejoice in hope? Are you patient in tribulation? Well, as we walk out of here today, or before we walk out of here today, I want you guys to do me a favor. Would you stand up? And we're going to read this verse out loud. And I want you to say it like you mean it. And I hope that it's encouraging to you. That it's, it's not meant to, to be convicting. It's meant to be encouraging. Because... No matter where you are in your life right now, 
These things, these three things are something that can help you have maybe a better day. Have maybe a more positive attitude. Maybe help you draw closer to him. I don't know. But let's say these things with some gusto. Okay? Like, uh, like we're at a, like we're standing in front of the throne. Okay? Now here's the deal. We are in his presence. Right? So this should be louder than you scream at the TV when the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Okay? And you, you at home, scream so loud, the windows shake. Okay? All right, here we go. Ready? Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. One more time. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. That's awesome. Amen, right? Stay standing just for one more second. And remember this, okay? Remember this. I said this earlier. Our hearts should be full of joy because we have hope in Christ. When facing troubles, patience will prevent us from giving up before seeing our victory. Prayer is something we do always and in every situation, knowing God will answer our prayers. Let's pray. God, again, we come before you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. God, I thank you for these 11 words in Romans 12, 12. And God, I pray that each and every one of us would take these 11 words to our hearts and into our, our spirit, God, and that this week we would practice these things, that we would be rejoicing in hope. Maybe there's people in this room, God, that are hoping for something. Lord, I pray that they would rejoice in advance of the way you're going to answer that prayer, that you're going to answer that hope that they have. God, I pray for those that maybe need help with patience. Maybe they're going through something hard right now, and they just need patience to see it through to the other side. God, I pray that you would allow that to happen. I pray that you would be their stronghold and give them the patience that they need. And then finally, God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us, Lord, to be constant in prayer, that we would spend time daily, hourly, whatever, it, whatever, whatever we need, God, to, to draw closer to you. Lord, I pray that we would be challenged and excited to spend time talking and listening to you, our creator, our Lord, our savior, the one who shows up here week after week, the one who shows up in our living rooms, in our homes, in our workplaces, day after day, because you want to hang out with us and you want to spend time with us. Lord, I pray that we would want to spend time with you as much as you want to spend time with us, that we would anticipate daily that time, hourly, that time that we get to spend with you. Help us to be constant in our prayers. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.